Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Outsource Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in um, today. Uh, I, Caleb, and here with my good friend Yash once again. Hey, everybody. And we are here to talk to you about ideas. Um, if you listen to episode zero, then you sort of know um, what kind of structure to expect. But essentially, we're just going to start out with like a main question and then sort of flesh it out. And I hope that by the end of the episode, we would have had a very like meaningful discussion and come to some uh, meaningful conclusions. So, Yash, if you would like to start with our question today. All right. So the question for today, why does everyone have an opinion? And why are so many of them wrong? Okay, so um, just right off the bat, I want to establish that we're not here to like, uh, like be elitist and t- you know, and say we're like <laughs> smarter than everyone else. Um, like that's not the point here. And I think we're really trying to tune in to like a sort of like an intuitive sense that I think that you know, is very common nowadays and that sort of like everyone has, right? Yeah. Um, that, you know, like the way that people talk or the way that people hold opinions, that there has to be something wrong there, right? Just because of how often we hear something that just doesn't make any sense to us, right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and I guess you could say that it's a lot more streamlined to modern society with our access to knowledge. We spoke about this in episode zero even a little bit, but um, yeah, essentially ideas in general, their formulation and why many people tend to skip many of the steps involved in the form formulation and um, the assertion of ideas in modern society. So yeah, I, I definitely think that there is a sense in today's society that, you know, sort of everyone is wrong. And that sort of the conclusion that people kind of end up is with is just that everyone is dumb, right? And I think that's, that if, if that's the answer, right? Like there's no hope there. Like there's nothing you can do to improve a society if the, the thing that's wrong with it is that everyone is dumb. So um, I, I just want to, I honestly want to just like reject that outright, right? Because, um, like to come to that conclusion that after like thousands of years of human progress, the end of human progress is that everyone is dumb. Like that doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, if if we're going to reject that conclusion, right, then there has to be a better reason for or why like society sort of feels this way and has become this way, right? So I want to... So my hope is like, you know, to answer that question by by the end of this episode. So just in case, like, there are people who don't know what we're talking about. Um, I don't know. What do you what do you think is sort of the best way to like establish how this is and like sort of talk about it? Establish the idea that You know, I mean just like maybe like an example in in, in everyday life where, you know, you would come into contact with you know, like this, like, you know, like the multiplicity of opinions. Oh, okay. I think, I think I have a good one. And 
I think most of us should be familiar with it. Um, have you heard of kind of the myth that eating too many eggs is bad for you and it's bad for your cholesterol? Have you heard that before? I haven't, no. You haven't? Okay, or how about um, eating, a, eating a diet high in fat is bad for you? Have you heard that before? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so, so basically many people nowadays, even with so much access to information, uh, medical journals that have been published, you know, research done on this topic, there are many people out there, if you go and ask them, hey, do you think eating a diet high in fat is bad for you? They're, they're almost definitely going to say yes. Why do they think eating a diet high in fat is bad for them? Now, many of, many of the people, if you ask them the, the kind of fundamental idea behind this principle that they hold, they'd say that, oh, because if you eat a diet high in fat, it's going to be stored as fat. But clearly, that isn't the case. How it essentially works is based on your caloric intake, whether or not you're eating above your maintenance calories. But I think this would be almost a prime example of how people have, you know, people might have an opinion on something and they might not necessarily consider all the aspects of it before asserting their own before asserting it in their own knowledge yeah so essentially you know like people have these ideas and they aren't well rooted in reality right there isn't a solid connection to to facts and you know sort of like the material world is, is that is that right yeah, I would say that um, many, many times it's based on emotion and yeah, many times it's based on emotion rather than kind of the logical collection of facts and figures. Right. I, I, th I think that's a great example. And I, I think that, you know, you can sort of see that all over society, right? You know, and like, you, you like, there's like, you know, like anti-vaxxers and, and the, I mean, you just go like on the internet and you will find like, or sort of or sorts of people who are like angry at other people and then they, they like argue over about like their ideas and their their intention like isn't even always to like prove that they are right right sometimes it's just like to roast the other side like and they just want to like yeah. own, own those people who are like wrong and it sort of cultivates like a sense of like hatred and toxicity right absolutely um does that does and... that sound right yeah, yeah, and yeah, I would so, go as far as saying um, human psychology. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I would go as far as saying that that's what human psychology boils down to because at the end of the day, people don't like being told that they are wrong. You get what I mean? If somebody if somebody holds on to a belief, they are very likely to go ahead and dismiss anything that goes against that belief because they think that is right, essentially. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's actually not that hard to explain how society has reached this point. But in order to sort of explain it, I think we do have to sort of start with talking about like the history of the idea and just, just sort of briefly, right? Okay. Yeah. So um, in terms of like thinking about what it means to have an idea, you know, if you, you, go, you go back and you can, you know, like if if you come out of this episode and you're like, oh, Caleb was an idiot. And you want to go and 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 you know like read smart people. Like this is this is your opportunity to like this is where you should listen because I'm gonna tell you like all the people that you should go read, right? So I mean, you if you start with like 
just basically like like Plato and Aristotle, right? When, you know, and they were talking about you know like the connection between you know like the idea of like a tree and then the physical form of the tree and how those two things interact like in in your mind, right? Mm -hmm. And and whether or not like the idea you know if you like get rid of the tree, you cut down the tree, whether the idea of the tree is still there, if the tree itself is not, right? Mm. And, and things like that. Um, and so moving forward in, in history, you get to people like Hegel and Marx, right? And they provided um, this, this sort of way of, of conceiving it called the dialectic, right? In, 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 as a, like an attempt to sort of, um, you know, connect ideas to reality right and i and and i think the fundamental difference between hegel and marx is that hegel really placed emphasis on the idea um that the ideas were what um sort of allow us to conceive reality and to manage reality and um i hope i'm not like making things up here but if i remember correctly um hegel talked about you know like the difference between between like if you have like one of something and you have a lot of something at some point there it becomes like you have a lot of it but like where is the the material like point where that becomes the case like that's a, that's it's an idea right yeah um and so the problem that Marx had with Hegel and like Marx provided his material dialecticism as a, as a response to Hegel. And it's that, it's not that he wanted to abolish the connection between the idea and, 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 and physical matter, but rather that he thought that they should be synthesized, that mm -hmm. he thought that, you know, you have to have that your ideas and, and your, your objective matter, that they have to be solidly sort of connected uh, within your perception Otherwise, like the idea can sort of run away from the object, um, right? And and you will lose the purpose of the idea in the first place. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, absolutely. I think you you summarized it quite well. Right. So, um, and so sort of part of this idea, right, is the ability to, um, sort of like challenge your ideas, mm. right. And 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 when these these thinkers talked about you know challenging ideas, it was not in the sense of like an opinion, right? It was it was not in the sense of like oh, here's my idea, what if I just disagreed with it, right? There is a there's an intentional connection to material reality. In fact, of I have this idea, I'm going to test it whether or not it actually corresponds to reality. And in, in so doing, I'm going to reach a, a reasonable and rational conclusion. Does that Absolutely. sound right? Does that sound right? Absolutely. Yep, yep. Okay. So, um, so up to that point in history, right, there has been, you know, I mean, these guys have had sort of like different opinions of how to process, um, so how to conceptualize what it means to have an idea. But they essentially have all agreed in some like to, to 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 the most extent that that ideas and reality have to correspond right that you can't just have ideas without um like a 
without them being based in some sort of um in some sort of um objective you know material form right and right. and even if you are sort of conceptualizing like a, a imaginary an imaginary thing right like like the idea of a unicorn like the the a, a, the animal unicorn itself doesn't exist right but you can still you know sort of objectively define what makes a unicorn a unicorn right like it's a it's a horse of a horn right like you can tell where the idea begins and ends um, as you describe you know this idea of the unicorn right so um that way of thinking i think is fundamentally different from the way of thinking we have now and i think a big reason for that is just like you know like changing times right that in the course of human history you know you you start with the time of like you know when plato and aristotle are are thinking and writing by the time you reach the time of of hegel and marx the world has drastically already changed and that's and, and that's a big reason why you know when hegel and marx talk about their ideas they are so much more complex than what plato and aristotle had to sort of work with right because as we have the as as human history is progressing we're having things like um, mass literacy you know like like suddenly like like books are like everywhere and everyone can read right and yeah. so you can available for like the average person is the ability to like pick up like this piece of like this 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 you know like this book which like in itself doesn't actually do or mean anything but then using it like someone can infuse their ideas into your brain without you having ever seen or experienced what is being talked about in that book right does, does that you know do you understand like does it am i making the distinction sort of clear no for sure and i guess if i had to propose a question to you just to just for you to maybe kind of you know affirm your point would it be would it be right in saying that as with the evolution of humans uh, you know evolution of humans would you say that ideas and the complexity of ideas are evolving as well um I, in, in in the sense that in the sense that well well see i mean it's hard to it's sort of hard to say right if if mm -hmm. you just mean evolution in terms of like changing changing uh changing in general or for the good that that the idea of being human is changing then yeah maybe you know what okay I mean? yeah uh, like certainly you know like humanity as it was like 2000 years ago is not or or 10000 years ago is not the same as humanity now right right um and you know and it's it's not like it's not like you know like ancient peoples they don't have the ability to you know tell stories or conceptualize things right but if you look at like you know folk tales and mythology um and you like these old cultural stories right they were about you know like the sky or the land or the, the you know the oceans or, or or the forest 
or the animals. And there were ways to sort of correlate the things that they experienced and they saw. You know, there were ways of connecting that all together and, and giving a reason for it. Right. Uh, and that's and that's fundamentally different from what we have with like the the you know like the rise of the novella right and the novel in which case mm. like like someone can talk about something that you have never seen and never experienced before and you can still understand it like that's very different it's a very different way of holding ideas and thinking about reality right mm-hmm. so um as we have this sort of progress of human history we have things like mass literacy we have things like you know, like the growth of a a a a, a uh, of a global, you know, ec- economic finance and trade. You know, like you have people making money from money, and like that's not that didn't, that wouldn't have made any sense, like you know, thousands of years before, right? Because even if you had some some conceptualization of currency, you know, people aren't really making money from the moving of that currency itself, right? There's still an exchange of you know labor or goods for yeah. that currency right so even 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 the way that we make money now is completely different than the way it was early in human society and it's sort of dependent on our ability to conceptualize that because actually you know to understand it is complex right like that's that's part of the reason why like nobody understands investment right because it is yeah. sort of hard to understand right yeah so we have sort of this growing complexity of how we manage ideas and how we hold all these ideas. And um, I think that largely it is actually manageable until you reach the internet age, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that what has happened is we have so quickly um, entered the internet age and a vastly different way of uh, of connecting with society and experiencing what it means to live as a human, um, that our ways of thinking and our ways of processing ideas that it hasn't caught up. Um, that 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 we have moved out of you know like we have like these terms for our ways of thinking right and the most modern phrase that we have or the most recent phrase that we have is postmodernism but how old is that phrase right you can't use postmodernism to understand the internet like that's it's near it's it's impossible right and so, but so we've moved out of you know sort of these older ways of thinking and into a new era and our terminology for it our ways of understanding it it hasn't caught up right and and if we talk about complexity of ideas right um, I, this and this is a sort of a major point I wanted to establish is that because of the internet, we now have ideas which are completely, completely like which com- which exist completely like and only as an idea, right? So they're they're like right. So if 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 before the the internet, right, like the growth, sort of the distance between an idea and the reality which it corresponds to has sort of increased due to the growing complexity of ideas. We have reached a point where that distance is so infinitely far, you can no longer define where an idea should begin and end. Um, does, that, uh, does that sort of make sense? I, I, I understand that this is difficult to 
understand and describe. And it's because like, you know, like our English language sort of hasn't, um, you know, sort of doesn't have the words to really talk about this properly. No, yeah, I think, I think everything uh, does it make said, Does it make sense so far? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, like, if, if, if we want to sort of give an example, right? I mean, like, I think you can honestly, I mean, uh, what's a good place to start? I mean, even if we start with like emojis, right? Something as simple as emojis, right? Yeah. Or, or internet, um, internet short form, right? When I, when I type LOL, it does not mean that I'm literally laughing out loud, right? right. It, it corresponds to this idea of like humor or, or like, like amusement. But you can't, really, you can't really define like when it's appropriate to say LOL. You sort of just like clue into it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Right. So this, like, this idea of LOL, like, it exists only within, like, the human perception of, of, of you know, sort of like experience and like within like the cloud mind of the internet. And you cannot define, you cannot actually define it in the way that you could define, you like, you could have a dictionary and define all terms before, right? And and yeah. like that's why you you have this this you experience this thing where like where like you know like like your parents don't know how to speak the internet language properly, right? Hmm. Or like the way that they use Facebook is vastly different from the way that you would use Facebook, right? right. And it's because that it it's it's almost as if we have a new a new literacy, right? You know, like akin to the rise of you know. Of of like the you know literacy in the sense of of books and and literature, right? right? Like like the way that someone who can read understands the world compared to to someone who cannot read is vastly different. And so we have sort of the same thing of of the way that someone who understands the internet understands the world is vastly different from someone who hasn't really reached that understanding of the internet yet, right? So. So you have things like LOL and and you know emojis which capture an idea that cannot be clearly defined and you can almost like sort of extrapolate that you know all over the internet like what what you know to almost any idea which exists only within the internet things like things like um you know like incels or hmm. or uh I mean can you, can you think of any other examples? I'm like blanking here. SJWs, maybe. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things like SJWs or incels, where you know, like, what is an incel actually? Like, does an incel actually exist? No. Right. Like, what you're gonna you're telling me that like, like, males being single is like an actual thing that exists? It's like no, it's not. I, I mean, like, like, like single males exist, but that's like a normal thing. Right, and so the creation of the idea of like an incel as like this hugely like this like very like dangerous person who's gonna go and like shoot up a school, like what does that actually mean? That like everyone who is single and like unhappy being single is gonna go and shoot up a school? That doesn't that doesn't make sense, right? Like the single male has been a a you know a, a reality for literally like all of human history, right? And it, it doesn't mean that that's the destruction of human society as we know it. Right. Yeah. Yes. So we have, we have, 
um, in the internet, the ability to have ideas when we cannot trace the we cannot trace a definite origin, we cannot completely define where the idea begins and ends, and maybe most importantly, we have no idea um, exactly how that idea is supposed to correspond to reality, right? We know only that the idea exists. And so um, I think that this is the reason that everyone's ideas are messed up because nobody is even considering sort of the concept of whether their ideas properly correspond to reality. They perceive the ideas as being, of being either valid or invalid in and of like the, the conceptualization of the idea. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah, I mean, I've been talking for uh, like a long time. Do you, do you have anything to say? Like about this well, idea? I think, I think so far, whatever you've said, I completely agree with. And maybe if I had to chuck another point out there, I would say that it's also important to consider the kind of difference between the formulation of an idea and the assertion of an idea. Do you agree with me? Like, do you, do you try to get, do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm, I, why? I agree with you that there's a difference, but um, can you sort of give an example of what you're trying to point to? Well, we've been going on about modern society and the way ideas held in modern society are so, are, are vastly different or, or in a way isn't the exact same as the way ideas would have been held in the past. And I think partially it's also because of how the the phase between the formulation and assertion of ideas it it's almost instantaneous right because you have so much information you have the internet you have access to all these kinds of resources that you can use to assert your idea but at the same time if you don't make use of it and you just go ahead and and assert yourself you you i mean You, you kind of get what I'm trying to say over here, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, but... mean, I mean, so, you know, so like the, like by sort of the complexity of interaction with the internet, because like, I mean, even if you think about it in like, uh, in like a super simple sense of, you know, there's you, like if you take a single person, right? And you you consider like what kind of ideas they could have in and you know for themselves, right? And then you add in one more person. The suddenly the increase in complexity and the number of ideas you can have is way higher, right? Because right. not only do you have person A and person B and their ideas, but you have person A's ideas of person B, and you have person B's ideas of person A, and you have person A's ideas of person B's ideas and you have person A's ideas of person B's ideas of person A's ideas and you have this mm -hmm. huge sort of you know ballooning and, and growth sort of exponential growth of like the idea potential right absolutely yeah and so when you take the internet where suddenly like all of is like essentially all of uh you know like human existence 
is suddenly interacting with each other all at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. There is this huge growth of potentiality in terms of ideas. Hmm. Um, and that is sort of what makes it possible for ideas to be almost created out of nothing, right? Like they are created within the conscious, within the conscious of the internet, right? And that's why, you know, they don't really correspond to reality in the same way that, um, you know, like the old ideas would, right? right. And right. that's what makes it possible for people to hold ideas without even knowing like how they, without even knowing or understanding how they correspond to reality, because they go on the internet and they get exposed to these ideas um, and they don't really know where they come from, but they're like, you know, it, it suits what they're looking for in an idea. And so they adopt it and, and you, you know, they make it like a part of themselves, right? And that's why you have like this huge growth of people who have no idea what they're talking about. You know, you have communists who think that, you know, like the Soviet Union is the greatest thing ever and never did anything wrong. And you have people who, you, you know, and it, 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 you know, and you have people who are like, you know, in America, you have people you who are like super conservative or super liberal, but then have no idea what kind of policies their political parties are talking about. They just know that they're conservative and that Trump is the best, or that they're liberal and Trump is the worst. And they don't, mm. they, they they have no ability to actually um, converse about any of the ideas. They just hold them, mm. Um, mm. right? And so, you know, I think that's a big, a big factor, or maybe like even the only factor for, you know, why the, the modern discourse is as messed up as it is, mm. right? And, and so it's not that, you know, everyone is dumb or that everyone is stupid, it's that nobody understands the society that we have now, right? Mm. Like nobody has developed a way to properly um, sort of interface with it without sort of disconnecting yourself from the way that it works, right? Like, I mean, like both you and I are people who, who, who like sort of like distance ourselves from internet culture, right? I, I, at least that's my perception. Like you would agree, right? No, yeah, absolutely. Um, and anyone I know who are like, is someone that I really like talking to and is like, and has like good substance in the ideas that they, they, they have, right? They're all people who like, don't really like, like to use the internet or, you know, who don't like get sucked into social media and stuff, right? Right, right. And, uh, and I'm not saying that you can't do both of those things, but I'm saying that if you don't have the faculties and the ability to properly process, um, you know, like the internet, then you're just going to get kind of like sucked into this, um, you know, you, you're going to, you get sucked into it and you lose touch of, of sort of like the world outside. Right. Yeah. I guess That's it. the way, what? Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. I mean, so, so this is the way that I have, you know, sort of come to understand modern society and culture. Um, and, you know, I, I've been, it, I, I, I've been, you know, sort of like listening to a lot of people talk about it and, and reading about it. And, you know, it's not like I just came out with it myself. Right. Yeah. But 
you know, I, 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 I want to sort of simplify it to make it easy to understand. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, no, I think you've done it quite well so far. And what I was going to say initially was, um, I think so far we've spoken about ideas in the modern age and about um, kind of the culture revolving around the internet. I think it would be appropriate at this point to talk about, you know, cancel culture. What do you think about it? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, so I mean, I guess we kind of did touch it when you're talking about the incel, right? Yeah. But in terms of cancel culture, right? It's um it how 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 often is the you know like canceling someone how often is that well connected to um to to reality um or mm. or like a reasonable way of seeing or doing things right because if you ask yourself is it actually reasonable for us to I mean, so like in a, if you distance yourself from what cancel culture actually is, the idea that you shouldn't allow, like I don't know, like pedophiles or rapists to exist or thrive in your, like your ecosystem, like that, it it makes sense, right? Yeah, it does. Uh, but if you look at what cancel culture does in reality, like they don't, you know, they don't hold out for you know, actual proof, they will take mm -hmm. sort of like the, any example of someone sort of falling out of the, the realm of what is, you know, society, societally accept, acceptable, right? Mm -hmm. And then they will decide that he doesn't deserve to belong mm -hmm. in their ecosystem anymore, right? Right. And it, 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 and it isn't even something as extreme about something as extreme as you know like you know uh you know like like sexual violence anymore it mm -hmm. can be something as simple as you know like your political ideology right right and right um and so this is indicative of exactly what we were talking about before where you have this sort of dedication to an idea which isn't founded in reality. Um, you have, you know, all these people like sort of have this idea of what it means to be like a proper person or like a normal person. And then if somebody falls out of that, uh, falls out of that, then it means that, you know, their conclusion is that he cannot continue to exist in, in, in to exist in that society, right? Or that right. part of society. Right. Right. And it's, it isn't well rooted in reality because, you know, they aren't, they don't need actual proof of whether something wrong was actually done. They don't look at whether this is actually the most rational or reasonable response to this thing happening. Um, it's like a knee-jerk reaction of your ideas don't match my ideas, therefore you are out, right? Right, right. And you realize that it's actually very, you know, like ideological based because um, there is like 
you, there, because of like the double standards that are applied in cancel culture, right? Like mm-hmm. one person will get canceled for one thing, and then another person will do something way worse and then not get canceled, right? Right. right. Um, I wanted to talk about um, the recent John Mulaney monologue that he did for SNL, right? And like essentially, like he got like semi semi canceled, right? Because of, of this monologue. Uh, because um, people weren't that happy with what he said. Uh, of course, he didn't like get fully canceled because like no one can cancel John Mulaney. He's like, um, he's sort of like impervious as like, I don't know, like a kid comedian. Like, you, why would you cancel a kid who tells jokes? Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you 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 know John Mulaney, right? You're familiar. With John yeah, yeah. 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 So so yeah. So he went on SNL uh, before the election, and. He essentially, he was like, he was like, he essentially said like, you know, like the election doesn't matter that much. You know, it doesn't matter as much as people thinks it, think, think it does. Because, you know, you either elect like this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like paraphrase and then not, like not paraphrase it well, but essentially like he said like, you know, you, you, you either elect like this, this old rich white guy or you you elect this other old rich white guy, um, and at the end of the day, like nothing changes, and like you know the election of the president is not going to make or break the country, and it's it's not going to solve the problem of you know the problems that the the, the country is facing, right? The poor continue are, are going to continue suffering, right? And you're going to continue with, like this sense of inequality, right? So he he says something pretty much along those lines, and then people were like angry, right? Because people really want the wanted you know, everyone to be, like, really convinced that the election was, like, important and that everyone should go and vote, right? Mm-hmm. No, but, but, I mean, first of all, like, you know, why, why can't he say that, you know? Uh, he has every right to say something like, I don't think this is important. Um, and that's not a reason to, you know, what, like, lose your right to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think what he had to say was you know is not only relevant to our our discussion today but you know very very accurate right because you know he he's totally right like you know you either in terms of i I don't know like what the the you know sort of international perception of the american election was for this cycle right Mm -hmm. but like you know america has been so divided and so invested in this election and you know everyone on my instagram feed has been like uh has been insisting on the importance of voting and actually like i i don't even understand like what the difference is between like these two people or even like these two parties right mm-hmm. like there it, it is you know uh you know on either side you have like an old rich white guy who represents mm-hmm. like an old you know like the old american aristocracy right or, like this idea of being um of and and it's like the the only like the only difference between Trump and Biden is that like Trump is like open about what he is you know he's like openly racist and openly sexist and you know he he just talks about it and that Biden doesn't talk about it but he still is all of those things right and everyone knows that and, and you know there's like evidence for it um that you know there's like things like he said he says like all the time like like random racist or sexist stuff and then you know, like people semi semi cancel him, but they they can't fully cancel him because then the alternative is Trump, right? 
Right. And so, you know, there's fundamentally no difference between these two candidates in in terms of what they actually believe or think, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you compare, you know, like the Republican Party to the Democratic Party, like they they both claim to be working for the working class. They both claim to be the party of the working class. But then actually, you know, like they, they go to power and then they, 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 they do nothing about improving the situation in America. And they do everything to improve the situation of the rich and the powerful more, right? Mm-hmm. And the only difference that I see between the Democratic Party and the Republican Party is that the liberals have this idea of being woke that, you know, mm. that after they leave Harvard and get their education in, you know, like stupid, like political science, you know, they, they start their political career. But then as they do their, their, their career in, in, in politics or law, you know, they, they maintain this idea of, you know, like we are the, you know, like the morally superior and we are the intellectually superior. Um, mm. And as long as they maintain that idea, they believe that they will maintain power in America, right? Mm. And like, like that's the only key difference between Republicans and Democrats, right? At the end of the day, they they just serve they serve the same interests, right? Mm. Um, in in terms of policy, like if you look at, you no, know, I posted like some great statistics uh, that came up on Twitter. I posted it on my Instagram my Instagram story today. And is that, and it shows that you know, like actually, America like doesn't disagree on politics in, in like a fundamental sense, right? Like the key issues that that the that you know, like that sort of like a presidential election should be based on is like things like economics, right? And it's like is is the president gonna you know help the poor, right? And everyone agrees that you know like the government should be helping the poor, and you know that like no one in America believes in free trade economy anymore. Like you would be ridiculous to uh to say like you believe in free trade in a free trade economy in like modern day America, right? Like no one believes any of that. And ex- essentially everyone is a Marxist socialist, right? Like from from politics like all the way down, everyone is just a Marxist socialist. And then they, you know, they have like petty disagreements on like how to be a Marxist socialist, but actually everyone is a mm-hmm. Marxist socialist. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. in reality, it should be very easy for us to decide who is the president. Right, because we're actually like very united on on what we believe. So the reason that you know that the election can end up being so divisive and so like full of hate and toxicity is ideological warfare, right? Is like is that the Republicans and the Democrats, you know, like they have their own personal interests that make them want to win, and so they leverage like the the inability of people to process ideas uh, properly, and they just like use people to to, you know, sort of like battle out like this whole like election of like whether they're going to get power or the other side's going to get power. And then, mm-hmm. and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, and it's, and it's just like a competition between like two ideas of what it means to be an American aristocrat, essentially, right? right? right. Like the Democrats have this, you know, like progressive, like globalist idea of, you know, like like the, the fancy of being like fancy, will they, will they, fancy and woke, will they, will they are, do their politics. And then the Republicans have this idea of like living on like a ranch with a cowboy hat, and like that's what it means to be an American. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then they they don't like, and, and like that's it. Like that's the fundamental difference between the two parties. 
Right? <laughs> I, I, and you know, I, like there are people who are gonna be angry that I said that, and people who are going to disagree with me. But like that's how living I on the edge. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. Like, no, I, yeah. I can't. I I don't. That is that has to be the biggest difference. Is that Republicans are think they're cowboys, and Democrats think <laughs> they're like Democrats think they're like I don't know. Democrats think they're like James Bond, but like politics. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then they just like divide the entire country over those two ideas of what it means to be a politician. Jesus Christ, man! So many people are going to be upset that you said that. <laughs> oh, but it makes like, it sounds right, right? It does. It, it does make sense, and that's. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, politics aren't even about. You know, like, and it's not that like the political ideas that people argue over it's not that they aren't legitimate right they're perfectly right. legitimate you know like right. you should have racial equality police should not get to beat people but uh you know that's not yeah. that's not what the politicians care about so when you like dedicate yourself to being like to be like a conservative and owning the libs or being a liberal and owning the stupid conservatives like you aren't you aren't helping anyone right you're not improving mm. the country and when you insist that everyone should go and vote in this election, but the election is not like you have no good choices in the election, like what's the point? You're like validating a system that doesn't care about you. You're telling the system that you're going to continue simping for it, even if it isn't, if it doesn't hold your interest to heart. Like that's <laughs> like it's it's depressing and it's sad and you know I don't I don't understand it. Like you know like everyone was so invested in the vote, and then what happens is. Trump comes out and says the Democrats are cheating, and Biden comes out mm -hmm. and says Trump is cheating, and then they're just like you know, like no one's just gonna be happy with the resolution. There's no, there's no Absolutely. happy ending here. There never yeah. is. Yeah. Regardless of what the ending is, no one's gonna, nothing, nothing's gonna change, right? Yeah. Like the powers that be are going to continue being the powers that be, and you know, political trends that we've been experiencing for the past seventy years are going to continue. And uh, mm -hmm. anyway, that's my my politics election rant. I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Uh, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about one more thing, and then I think we can start wrapping up. Um, Sounds good. But, uh, so I, I, I recently saw this. I don't actually know if it was a recent interview, but I saw this clip from the interview, and it was of this rapper named Little Wayne um, uh, on this Nightline interview, and he was just like high as <laughs> he was like so high. Um, and so he he's on this interview and he's talking to this lady and and she brings up Black Lives Matter like presumably because he's black and so he should have an opinion yeah. on it. I don't know. Maybe they just ask everyone about Black Lives Matter nowadays. She asks him about Maybe. Black Lives Matter and he's like, I don't get it. Like and it, and then like, uh, I'm gonna paraphrase again because I I you know it's not that important for me to get the facts right. But he's like, yeah. he, she asks him about Black Lives Matter and he's like, I don't get it. He's like, Why are you trying to put a name? to something that happened like there is no there's like that that thing doesn't exist you know it's like what happened was that you know like a, a cop shot a black guy for messed up reasons mm -hmm. and you know that's what that's what it is why are you putting a name to it and she and she like you know obviously she didn't get it she didn't she didn't know what he was trying to talk about mm -hmm. um and she was like well well don't you feel um connected to the cause and he was like what do you mean connected to the cause you know i'm i'm rich right i know that i matter because there's a white guy pointing a camera at me right now right you're interviewing me the people who care about me you know who like the people around me think i matter uh why would i have any kind of uh 
you know, like, why would I not think that I'm important? Mm. Right. And so people like immediately were just like so angry about him and him saying these things. And he's like, oh, like he doesn't get it. He's uneducated. He's high. Uh, he doesn't, you know, uh, he's like rich and he's lost, lost his connection to, you know, and he's lost track of reality. But like, isn't he completely correct? Yeah, no. Right? Like, yeah. first of all, you know, the creation of like this idea of Black Lives Matter, it's like, like, it's such like, it's like, it's, it's devotion to an idea to the extent that you lose the purpose of why you even started like talking about it in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, everyone talked about it. Everyone put black squares on their Instagram feed. And then what changed in a fundamental or a legal sense? Actually, nothing, you know? Like, like right. everyone riot on the streets for a while and then nothing got changed. And it's like you, everyone got so sucked into this idea um, that that African Americans don't matter in society like at all, and that you know everyone needs to be invested in improving the state of African Americans, and that that, but at the whole time the idea was not well rooted in reality because nobody had any idea what actual laws, uh, or the, and there was no you know there was like no agreement about what should be done about it. Um, mm-hmm. There was no, uh, there was no way of bringing out fundamental or um, legitimate change, mm-hmm. and so everyone talked about it for a while, and then everyone got tired of it and they forgot it because it was just an idea and it wasn't well rooted in reality, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that we should like not be improving, you know, like getting rid of racism or not improving uh, the state of African Americans in society. But this idea that everyone is well connected to that or should feel connected to that, like that's false too, right? And you know, yeah. just like just like this guy says, you know, actually he has nothing in common with the guy, with the people who suffer from, you know, like this kind of racial prejudice because he's rich and mm-hmm. because he's famous and he's successful. And you know, like, you know, a white guy comes with a camera and he films him, right? It's mm-hmm. not the other way around. So he doesn't experience that. Uh, he doesn't experience that. And, you know, if he does, you know, it doesn't mean that he has never seen racism before in his life. Of course he has, right? But it doesn't define his identity and it doesn't define the way that he, uh, that he participates within society, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I just thought that was so telling, right? That, mm-hmm. you know, like, you get people like people that there actually are people who are willing to speak honestly about it, but then or about how they feel about this kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, society will shut them down, you know? Right. And it's like, if you were actually interested in what people in like what everyone had to say, and you were actually trying to make sure that everyone had a platform to speak, this wouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, what it is, is like policing, um, the societal discourse so that everything sort of like stays in like this, this, you know, kind of, you know, like this established boundaries of like what is woke and acceptable in society. And it has no real correlation to real moral standards or real, you know, real ways to improve society to the extent that, you know, you shut down 
a lot of honors discourse, you shut down a lot of things that would actually be helping. Um, and it just shows the disparity between their ideas and the reality with which they should correspond. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, so I, I do want to acknowledge that there are, you know, like the, like the, this way of understanding uh, society is like limited, right? Because it, it doesn't give you a way to like fix everything, right? Like that would be the most convenient if we had a way like, you know, we had like a tagline and like if anyone was ever wrong, you could just like throw the tagline at them and then they would be like, like enlightened and, and, and they would like wake <laughs> up from their, you know, like that. No. Okay. So that's, that's not how it works. And the like, and and it's a like a double-edged sword, right? Because yeah. you could come to me and be like, "Hey, like this is a, the the issues with what you know, like here is where your idea is not well connected to reality, right?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but like that's okay, and like that's almost the value of this way of seeing things, right? Because it establishes the importance of you know of of prop of of what makes an idea valuable and valid and it provides a basis for discussion and discourse uh, which is rational and which sort of brings you out of the sea of conflicting ideas and you know invalid invalid opinions that is the modern discourse right Mm. and that's what i wanted to do here right is 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 reestablish the like the viability and the importance of like a real discussion, right? And it's not a discussion where like you say where where you end the discussion of saying like I, you know, I believe what I believe and you believe what you believe, and then that like mm-hmm. that's that's it. Like that's how people have discussions nowadays, right? Yeah. Like that like you argue a bit, then you're like, okay, we believe different things, then you walk away. Like that wasn't a discussion. There was no point to that. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have done that in the first place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It provides a basis for which you can, you know, connect with another person and say, like, oh, like, which of our ideas is better correlated to reality, is more able to affect reality in a positive way. Um, and, you know, it brings you out of like this toxic atmosphere of just arguing over ideas. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, 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 I think there are some people who would say like, oh, you know, like you should just let everyone believe what they want to believe, but that's harmful, right? Like yeah. that can, that can, you know, destroy relations, destroy relationships, destroy families. And you know, like it already has, you can go on the internet and you can just read about, you know, all these people who are like, oh, my, you know, like my parents became QAnon followers. And then like, now they don't talk to anyone else in the family or, you know, mm-hmm. like I've had friends who have unfollowed me because I post like, weird edgy marxist stuff on my instagram story and then like it wasn't like liberal woke enough so i got unfollowed like this is it's real and it's something which pervades society is that the right word pervade that pervades society right yeah um it's you know is this dedication to ideas um that don't that like you know oftentimes like don't even mean anything mm-hmm. um and this is 
you know, and and I think knowing that improving that the way that people think or improving that the way that you know people sort of connect with reality like mm-hmm. that gives you a solid direction in which to go right 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 uh it, it provides hope because it's not it's not just everyone is wrong or everyone is evil or everyone is dumb it's like oh our our society has changed so quickly that you know we don't really know what's not everyone really knows what's going on anymore right and you can mm-hmm. change that and you can improve that and there is like there is hope there there right? is hope yep and so this is this is the main reason why I wanted this to be episode one of the podcast, because I wanted to establish like the validity of talking about things, the importance of talking about things, and to establish a basis by which we can have discussions in the future, which will be positive and helpful, right? Right. Um, and I, I know like I've sort of like uh, railroaded the discussion here and, and sort of dominated um, the thing because I I want, really wanted to establish certain ideas, um, but I think as as we move on with the podcast and we start exploring outwards into like different aspects, um, it'll be less about you know my understanding or my vision or my perception, and it'll be more about um, connecting with other people and sort of having balanced discussion. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, I think there could have been more to talk about, uh, in mm-hmm. the sense that, you know, you can sort of apply this idea to everything, uh, essentially, but oh, yeah. I think that we've really sort of fleshed it out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you have anything to add at this point, Yash? Well, like you said, the, we can, we can use this principle for so many different topics or so many different subjects, right? So if in the future we come across something that, you know, relates to this concept or this principle, I definitely can see us doing an episode of that as well. What do you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm sure it'll be a recurring, a recurring the, thing that I bring up uh, in, in, later, in later episodes. Yeah, for sure. But other than that, no. Um, so far, been happy with what you've said, and I think you captured it quite well. All right. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, to anyone who has, uh, you know, listened to this entire podcast, uh, to this entire episode, I, I, I think we're at, you know, around the one hour, one hour plus point by now. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much if you listened to this entire thing, um, and I hope it was interesting to you. I hope it meant something to you. Um, Please feel free to reach out and contact uh, either one of us. You can contact mm-hmm. me at um, Caleb Shira underscore on Instagram. Um, what about you, Yash? Uh, you can contact me on uh, Yashasaur. That's uh, should I spell it out? <laughs> like Yash and then a sore like dinosaur, right? A sore, yeah, like a dinosaur. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was funny. So Yashasaur on Instagram. Um, I think that. Uh, you know, I hope that, you know, you thought you like this podcast episode and that, you know, you will come back and, 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 and listen to more so that, you know, like I said before, so that I'll have a reason to keep doing this. Uh, I, I have a lot of uh, podcast topics that I think would be great for this. Um, a lot, sort of a lot of plans in the works. Um, 
pretty i'm pretty i'm pretty hopeful for it i'm pretty um excited for it um yeah i i know yash you you talked to me about doing a, a an episode on education right oh yeah yeah so um maybe you guys can expect an episode on education um education i, I really want to talk about you know education not only like college education but formal education from like k-12 all the way up into college and then the effect that it has on career and sort of like flesh out the whole topic uh, just because I think everyone thinks that, I, I think everyone recognizes that there's issues with at least the college education system in sort of America, but um, in general, I, and I'd love to sort of combine different perspectives of, you know, your perspective in Singapore and the UK um, and an American's mm-hmm. perspective. Absolutely. Um, I think that would be a really interesting episode. Um, I'm also planning an episode on advertisement. Uh, there's there's a lot of things in the pipeline. I'm not really sure which episode will be coming next, um, but uh, for as long as we're doing this podcast, I hope that it'll be. I generally think that'll be pretty interesting. So, once again, thank you for listening to this point. Thank you for joining me, Yash. Hey, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, and uh, I hope all of you will join us again for the next one. Thank you very much. All right, peace. <laughs>